what is up everyone welcome to another episode of chat with dan this is your host dan for this episode we have an amazing guest as always coming to the show but before we start i want to make sure that you're having an amazing day or evening depending where you are and also remember that every day is a beautiful day because you exist so without further more let's get started Yes. Hi. Hey. We're here. How's it going? Everything's good. What about you? Oh, great. Happy to talk to you. Thank you. <laughs> how's your how was your whole uh traffic uh with the with the whole uh red lights and everything? Oh my god. Traffic with the red lights? What? Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. You saw my story. I was yeah. I already forgot. Yeah. No, it's good. I try to entertain myself when I'm sitting in LA traffic because you know everyone knows the traffic's crazy. Mm. You got to find like a hobby or like an audiobook yes. or a podcast and now I'm starting to practice my tongue twisters at the stop sign. That's so cool. Yeah. Did you try them? Yeah. <laughs> did you try them? The tongue twisters? Uh, I mean, I did, but Let's see what you got. No, 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 no. Everyone has started. like a word or like a, a sound that they struggle with. Yeah. And so it's fun to see like who's good at what tongue twisters. I do For have me, some. okay, you do. Okay. Yeah, I do have do some wanna... tongue twisters. Let me just. Uh, you gonna show it. off real quick? Yeah, well, let me find <laughs> real quick. Because I don't have a like right here, so there we go. So. Um... Hi everyone that's joining. This is my first live. This is okay. fun. Okay. All right, so I got one. You ready? Okay, let's hear it. Gotta go fast. Yeah, picky people pick Peter Pan peanut butter. Tis the peanut butter picky people pick. That was good. That was really good. I have not heard that one. I've heard the Peter Piper, but I haven't heard that one. Or I got another one. Super, super short. I, an ice house is not a nice house. An ice house is not a nice house. An ice house is not a high, ice house. Yeah. I used to do tongue twisters all the time, like before plays. That was like part of the preparation ahead of time because you yeah. don't want to get all yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. your mouth gets so tight. Mm -hmm. So I used to be like a pro, you know. I'd give some rappers a run <laughs> for their money. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> That's so cool. You know, back when I was yeah, like back when I was little, I used to like uh, stutter uh, like a lot. So uh, oh really? Yeah, like between my grandma and my mom, they showed me like this tongue twisters in Spanish, of course. And that basically, yeah, helped. That's awesome. That's a good yeah. tip. Yeah, if you can master a tongue twister, you feel like you can do anything. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I knew, I know it's not a tongue twister, but it's like a, it's a riddle in Spanish. Okay. I want to see you for this. Okay. Yeah. Oro, oro no es, mm -hmm. plata no es, mm -hmm. abre las cortinas y ves lo que es. How cool. That's so cool. Does anyone know it? It's kind of a trick. It's a oro riddle. No so, oro no es. Yes. Plata no es. A ver la cortina y verás lo que es. Anyone? Anyone that's watching this live? Is it? Um, is it? Okay, two seconds. One, two. What's your answer? Uh, a banana. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Yeah, because plata no es. Yeah, smart guy here. Interesting. How do you know? How, how do you know that that one? 
So um, I went to, in Oklahoma, Tulsa is where I'm from, there yeah. is a Spanish and French immersion elementary school there called Eisenhower. My parents put me into that school and uh, they put me Spanish fast track. So I actually learned how to speak Spanish or read Spanish yeah. before I learned how to read English, which is crazy. Um, and anyway, all the teachers that uh, taught there were a bunch of like South American women. And so they had like all these little phrases and songs and that I'll never forget. Cause you know, when you learn songs and, and like little catchphrases and stuff when you're little, it's like they stick with you forever. And then you get older and you like can't remember the name of your friend. It's, it's so crazy. Yeah. So anyway, that's a little oh, piece cool. of information that I have in my pocket. That's so cool. And do you still like, and you, I mean, do you still are able to uh, to read Spanish? Okay, so I can I can read, and if I'm listening to people, if I'm kind of around it a lot, I can understand and kind of words, understand what's like, going on. Mm -hmm. But when it comes, that part is easier for me than actually speaking. So if I needed to like get somewhere and talk to someone, figure out you know basics, I could. But my yeah. grammar would be all over the place, and I would sound like it. It would be a struggle. <laughs> I would be like using my hands a lot, which I already do. So I guess it's not that different. <laughs> That's understandable though. I, I do sometimes whenever I want to like express something like in front of public uh, specifically, I will tend to use the hands a lot. Yeah. There's no other way. It's so yeah. fun to watch people. Totally. Yeah. My mom's like, my mom is like 10 times worse than me. And she like has hit me in the face before knocked stuff over. I've knocked <laughs> stuff over. Yeah. So cool. Well, Haley, welcome to the show. Thank it is a cool and awesome to have you here. Now, before we start, I have to give you an epic welcome. So, oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Super cool. Super cool. I appreciate that. <laughs> Now, starting with the whole, uh, tell me how your acting career started. Oh, yeah. So. Ooh, I've been performing since I was little. Um, like I said, I was from and from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah. There's not like a big movie scene or anything like that out there. That's kind of changing, but um, back then it was just you know plays. I did a lot of children's plays. Um, this the elementary school that I mentioned, um, Eisenhower. Part of the reason why I switched schools after like fourth grade was because my mom jokes that we were always in like the Tulsa State Fair and like traveling around and doing little like dances and songs and I would always be like in the front. I just always loved it. I loved going to camp because we would sing songs. I loved just that like, you know, cheerful performance element. Um, my, my family is like a bunch of pranksters, jokesters. So there's always like a lot of music and we had a whole closet that was just dedicated to costumes and like Halloween was our favorite holiday and you know like it was really important to like infuse play and silliness and just like dressing up and you know that sort of creativity in my household and um my uncle he is um actually a ballet choreographer and he's done he's he's been fortunate enough to kind of travel all around the world and he's had a long career and he's um, choreographed some of the Cirque du Soleil performances I don't know if anyone's familiar yeah. with those so cool. yeah So I kind of, I grew up going to his shows and being able to be backstage and sort of see the transformation of these performers kind of from the sidelines, you yeah. know, go on to stage and become something else and then come off. And it was, you know, 
it was gone. And um, I just loved the magic of that. And it felt like, you know, seeing my uncle do this, it felt like it could be a career. Mm-hmm. And um, and then like, I just love the interaction that you get. Like it's teamwork with other people that you're performing with. And then there's also the audience and the reception. So it kind of feels like this beautiful way of creating something yeah. as a collective together. And then at the end of it, it's done and you get to go about your lives. Um, but I just, I loved, I loved that. I was like the class clown, you know, from like elementary school through high school. Yeah. So clearly I loved the attention. And <laughs> yeah, so then um, I knew, you know, in high school that this was something I really wanted to pursue. And so I, you know, auditioned for the acting program at USC University of Southern California out here in LA and um, I got in which was an amazing day I'll never forget like seeing the you know acceptance letter in my mailbox and And, um, yeah so then I I knew I knew kind of in high school I either had to be in New York or California that I don't know where I got that idea but that was my perception of you know if I really wanted to pursue this competitively and professionally so came to USC with the intention of staying in LA and pursuing um, an acting career and that's sort of kind of how it how it all got started the rest is history I'm still here that's so amazing <laughs> that is an epic that is an epic and great story wow so many things oh, like moving from Oklahoma to LA that's so cool yeah yeah what a what a change that was is yeah you know there's there was like a local theater scene and people that were really great you know in tulsa but it was you know more small scale and you know even saying like i want to be an actor i was embarrassed to say it there because it was just so not what people do kind of it's not really taken seriously it's like oh god you're pursuing an acting career like why is she doing that? Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, those beginning stages of even just like claiming that this is what I wanted to do because mm-hmm. of where I grew up was, was challenging and it's kind of like a dark, dark soul of the night or what, what's it called? Dark soul of the night? Yeah. Um, yeah. So then moving from there to California where it's like everyone here is like, oh yeah, I'm an artist. I'm an artist. It was really yeah. so cool to kind of be in a community of people that were doing what I did and respected it and, you know, appreciated the struggle and the learning curve and all of that. So, yeah. Yeah, that's so amazing. And it also, it is it is so cool, right? That that these days we started to see like in more state or, or yeah, like in more states or cities, they have, they are like opening these opportunities for, um, for people mm-hmm. who want to start like their acting or musician, singing, you know, stuff like that. It is, re- it is really cool that we are having like this time in which everything is opening more, you know, and and, and also the fact that that they're trying to decentralize everything, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That is also really really cool. It is cool because I mean I don't know how old you are, but yeah, definitely growing up it was like I feel like funding and everything to the arts was being taken away, um, which is so sad because you know for a lot of people the arts, whether it's music, acting, you know, whatever. Um, creative endeavor it's um it's oftentimes some of our only time to express ourselves and connect with other people and you know if you're not getting that at home or you don't have a lot of friends or people that understand you the arts is a way to like get your emotions out and I feel like so many of our problems worldwide are just because we don't 
know how to even talk about our emotions or we don't have someone to share it with or we don't have the words you know or an outlet to like get that out so it's it's really cool i agree it feels like there's more attention coming back on the arts and the importance of it and the necessity of it and whether you're pursuing it professionally or not just to have exposure to it mm-hmm. um you know i think it's i think it's important i'm glad people are finally starting to you know accept that and push yeah. that as well yeah totally i do think that arts are basically what makes us human you know Pretty yeah much. because yeah. of all the uh, all the emotions that they're involved in in creating something you know 100% and it's like you know it it's it allows you to have um an experience where you're like wow i actually connected to what that person was doing on the stage or through their music like i that hit something inside me yeah. that made me feel you know less alone or less crazy or flawed you know it's like it expands our our view from just you know our lives mm-hmm. and it's like oh there's you know other cultures other experiences other people that are having totally different experiences than i am or very similar and yeah. that's so beautiful to challenge ourselves to put you know put ourselves in other people's shoes and also see our lives reflected back at the same time yeah totally wow that is cool now <laughs> starting with your acting career let's talk about your performances on theater so you okay. were in, so you were in the vagina monologues tell me about that play and about the oh, yeah and my character Well, have you seen has anyone here seen the vagina monologues? Have you seen the vagina monologues? I've okay. heard of it. I have heard of it. Like even here, I like they may, yeah, I do have heard of it, but I don't know like what is it about. So. Yeah, it's a it's a great play. It's been around forever. Um and it it was really, you know, a jet setter when it came out because it's like talking about vaginas and women's yeah. issues. Like, whoa, we're not used to that. An all-female cast. Um Anyway, <laughs> each the play how it's set up is it's a series of monologues. So each woman there's a different woman with a different monologue and it's something about her vagina or experience as a woman. So some of them are like, you know, pregnant women, some of them are mothers, some of them are partner, you know, okay. uh, all different ages and walks yeah. of life. So my character uh-huh. um the monologue is titled The Woman Who Loved dot 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 um in parentheses to moan so um yeah i got cast in the show and i was like oh my god what did i get myself into this monologue is everything you would think it would be it's like it's a sex worker she was a sex worker and she was uh she's very empowered by her her job mm. and um which is kind of a different look at you know this the life of the sex worker and she was like my job and i get to uh make different people moan and she kind of goes through the rolodex of all these different moans that come out of her or other women or other men and she actually does that through the monologue so my challenge was to commit to that and then come up with a variety of moans and then just go for it on the stage and that was probably like the most terrified i've been to date to put myself out there and moan in front of an audience and my mom because my mom you know yeah. she's she's like I have to be at every show and um so I was like oh my god I'm going to be moaning in front of my mom like yeah. <laughs> god after this I can do anything and um yeah <laughs> that is that I mean I bet that was 
super challenging, right? Like super, like super challenging. And the fact that you made it happen, that's so cool. Thank you. You know, there's a lot of actors that um, they do nudity, which is something I haven't had to do yet. And I think I would really have to, I haven't been asked to be in that situation either. Thank yeah. God. But um, it seems like what they all kind of say about it is that it is the most liberating experience to put, mm. to put yourself out there in that way. Even though I would think it would make me feel totally powerless and exposed and vulnerable. Yeah. Um, it seems like most people say that it's actually so empowering and like owning mm. your body and just, you know, we're in a body. It's not something to be ashamed of. And yeah. I don't know. That's so, the vagina monologues is the closest I've gotten yeah. to that because I felt that experience of like, wow, this is liberating, like being totally shameless about it and who cares, but haven't had to cross that bridge yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, it's so it's uh, it's super interesting that even till this, I mean, I, I, I do get it, but uh, that there's some that there's like a lot of people that talking about this issue gets them into a very awkward zone, which I do think that it should be normal. I mean, we, you know, I mean, I don't know how to. Yeah. Or how to? I don't know how, how how to express it properly, but you know what I mean, right? I get what you're saying, because um, it's like, you know, we all live in these bodies. There should yeah. be no shame, whether whatever size you are, whatever your body looks like, unclothed. Totally. Um, I think kind of where the the issue comes from is that a lot of stories to me it feels like they don't really need it like what was the point of having this sex scene or this like crazy raunchy like nudity it was like was it really necessary to like move the story forward or yeah. were they just doing that for shock value or you know to be sexy so yeah i think you know and also i feel like a lot of actors are kind of put in the position of the nudity is the only part about the role where it's you know then you're kind of in, in my mind kind of doing a porn but you know if there's yeah. more to the nudity if there's an arc with this character and you know there's lines that are being said then yeah. you know that seems more reasonable but if your part is just you know girl number three walking on and being naked get you know simulating a blowjob who wants to do that yeah, i don't totally. <laughs> it's humiliating yes yeah, yeah i get it yeah. yeah 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 totally wow now tell me how you usually or what are some of the things that you do in order to prepare and play a character? Do you have like a certain routine or yeah, like what's your usual process in order to uh, to set a character? Yeah, well, so it's different with every role, but um, every time I get my scene, my sides for an audition or for a role, I like to just read through it from a neutral place, yeah. you know, just get all the facts. Sometimes we like rush into our character and we miss so much about the story or the situation or the place we're at yeah. um, because we start to get so focused on just, you know, the lines and what we're saying. So I like to read from a neutral place several times to just figure out what the story is about. And then I'll go back and read from the character's perspective and sort of start forming that point of view. I'll like write out everything that um, other characters say about me. And then I'll write out everything that I say about myself. And then I'll think about, you know, how I view myself with each character, with each relationship. Do I like them? Are, do they have status over me? Am I insecure around them? And I, if, am I confident uh, around them? 
Yeah. Do I want something out of them? Do they want something out of me? Just all those, you know, thoughts that we would have as humans in all of our dynamics. And then um, I'll always journal. So I'll start just free writing from my perspective as the character. And I'll just see sort of where that takes me. Um, it's like I know a lot of actors do this and it's so much fun because it allows your creativity to kind of like take control of the wheel. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'll just see where that leads me, whether it's like I'm actually writing out, you know, dialogue that's not written, you know, in a certain relationship, like, fuck this guy, you think you're this, this, and this. Um, sometimes it'll take me into my past and I'll like start writing about my childhood and how this correlates to where I am now. And so I like to spend a lot of time there. Um, sometimes I find like songs that might like trigger, you know, the mood or the tone. Yeah. Um, I'll try to think about if I've met someone like my character in real life that I can kind of model this person after, which is helpful or um, you know, and, and do the same with the other characters too. Like this, this character reminds me of, you know, my boyfriend, my mom, my dad, my, you know, frenemy, whoever, to get specific about that. Um, and then I try to get on my feet as much as possible. I'll like walk around the block a million times with my dog. People yeah. see me like talking to myself like a crazy person. Yeah. I find that like walking or driving when you're, I actually read something where it's like, when you're driving, um, a lot of times people, you might have had this experience where people have these like great, great ideas when they're driving or they're walking because your left side of the brain actually kind of has to focus on the driving part, you know? So then it's like your left side of your brain, the kind of analytical brain that, you know, has all the, but, but this, but you can't do that or, you know, qualifiers that has a task. So your right brain can kind of your creativity your creative side can kind of let loose and dive in but um yeah and then you know getting on the feet rehearsing like to read um my scenes with a bunch of different people it's interesting because you know you read with different people and you you hear things differently mm. and you say things differently so yeah and then i guess the final element is um uh you know having a good mentality of like trusting myself and when it comes time to perform like actually saying to myself okay i've done the work i deserve to be here i'm going to trust myself i am enough and i'm just going to be present with the other person forget about the homework and just listen and respond and see what happens so and that's the wow. that's probably the hardest part is letting it go letting yeah. the work go wow that Did I just amazing. ramble for like 30 minutes? Because that seems like it went all over the place. That's amazing. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Wow. That's so amazing. Now, before we continue, can you let, let me just charge my phone? Because it's about... Yes. I thought that it had Go. like a battery. But let me just grab the charger that it's like... Give me one second. Grab it. Where's he going, everyone? Let's look at his room. Hey, what's in the background there? What? Are those posters or what is that? The, yeah. Those ones? Yeah, I can't tell. So, those ones are the bugs for these ones. I can't see what it is. What's these ones on top? Let me show you. Yeah. Show us your collection. So, for example, like some of those boxers are for those secrets. Oh, I don't know what that is, but that's cool, man. Thank you. 
That is hi, yeah. hi everyone. I see. Uh, I think David Bowman's here. Let's see. Josh, hi. You guys, like this is my first live. Am I making yeah. any sense? Totally. Super sense. Oh, I got the wrong light. Dang it. <sighs> iPhones, man, they die within like yeah, 10 mean, seconds. Like, I, like this morning, the battery was at 100, and I was like, okay, we're fine. And then I went like real quick to, to, to do like uh, like some things, and I didn't, and I didn't even like have my like use a phone or anything. So I was like, I'm, I'm fine. And then when I realized I got like 30%, I was like, okay, good. And then when I realized again, 10%, I'm like, yeah, no, this is gonna die. So it went rogue on you. Yeah, totally. And I, I yeah, iPhone still should be working now. Yeah. It's just, oh yeah. And I don't know, but do you have an iPhone? I do, yes. Okay, so yeah, do you who have, doesn't because, have an iPhone these days? Like in every in every charger, there is like a there is a point in which the charger has like a mark or like a, you know like something specific that if mm. I don't plug it there, it don't charge. So I need to mm. kind of switch it and then put it, and then put it again. And it happened every single time with my chargers. Damn, you need new chargers, man. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. But anyway, we're fine now. Everything's cool. back in order. We're back. So. Yeah, so now, what are some of the things that, that you enjoy about a play, but also how you prepare before going on stage? Do you have like a, yeah, like a certain ritual or mm -hmm. like, like what is like a go-to meal or a go-to song before? Like what do you, yeah, like what sets you on, on the mood to be like, okay, I'm good to go? A go-to meal, that's hilarious. I used to play soccer, so I'd eat like these huge pasta meals before nights mm -hmm. of game, which is hilarious because I'm celiac now, so I probably was like, making things so much worse for myself but anyway yeah. Yeah. um before a play or a performance or an audition i don't like to eat i like to be empty um i don't know why i just that's how i roll maybe some can say oh you got you got your hunger there you can like mm. search for your want more yeah. um but that's that's how i like to roll and then after i'm like starving um i drink a ton of water ahead of time I don't know about you, but I'm a fish and my yeah. mouth gets dry. And then, you know, if you're, yeah. you throw nerves into the mix and like your adrenaline, you're like, <laughs> like gasping for air, which is the worst. So water, <laughs> hydration, Pedialyte, um, getting a good night's sleep, you know, the standard stuff that you got to do to live a healthy life as a human. Mm. Um, and then I like to, you know, I like to meditate in the morning instead of like rushing into urgency and just trying to keep myself calm um and you know do some breathing exercises to like try to get myself completely present um and then i'll you know listen to some music that's like kind of moody you know um so for plays i haven't done a play in a while um but what i loved about plays you know it's such a team effort you know before performance we'd always like I don't care what performance or crew I was with we'd always get in a circle and be like who's the cast that rocks the house we are we are and, like jump up and down and like just try, try to like get everyone's energy up and then we'd also get on the same page by doing zips up so up if you're like a improv person or done like even like one acting class you probably know what I'm talking about where you're like zip step stop and you point to different people in the yeah. cast and basically or um oh and then there's one more which was like, you count to 
12, but you have to like close your eyes and all hold hands and someone will start and say one. And then, you know, someone else in the group will say two, three, four, but you can't say it at the same time. The idea of all these exercises is that you're all like together as a collective in the same room, present together, and you're doing it as a team. And I think sometimes it's easy as an actor to forget that it's always about the other person. It's always about the story. Sometimes, you know, it's easy to like make it about yourself, your lines and whatever. Um, but those exercises help you remember, you know, we're all here to, to ultimately tell the story, not my story, not my character story, not your character story, but to create something together and listen and be in the moment and be able to, you know, not just stick with our way of doing it, but to be like affected and to, um, and to receive. Yeah. Did I answer the full question? I think you had two parts to it. <laughs> no, it's good. You basically, yeah, you did. Cool. Now, yeah. Um, now what are now? You were also in the Bearded Girl, Kaleidoscope, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. an absolute, an absolute turkey, Viukare, uh, and then and Sag after radio play. Tribute. Tell me about your characters and also about those plays as well. Oh my gosh, there's so many. Okay, so I'll try to move through these quickly. Bearded Girl. Um, that was so much fun. That was my first time working on a new works play. Um, so the writer was there with us from start to finish of the process and it was, you know, it's, it was the world premiere of this play. So it was oh, so, okay. yeah, it was so much fun Amazing. to be involved with something that was happening for the first time. Mm -hmm. And what was interesting about that is, um, the writer, you know, is really calling the shots in this type of situation. Yeah. And so she would hear, you know, the scenes play out or watch it. And then she would go back and actually make changes to the scripts every day so even up until the performance we were getting new pages you know sometimes like right before the performance wow. so it was like a fun exercise in yeah. in being able to adapt and like see a story change so much um and see you know how the writer kind of saw it through and you know some characters got more moments and some got yeah, less yeah. and yeah. so like it really felt like we were creating you know something wild and crazy together but for that one i played um a donkey <laughs> it was about like a, a like kind of traveling circus swingler yeah. swinger swindlers not swingers swindlers so they were kind of like you know pulling the wool over people's eyes and trying to steal their money with these shitty circus acts and i was on stage the entire show as this donkey and um that was really fun it was just like I'm not, I'm going to be watched this whole time. And so how do I just create a world and live in it and stay focused? And, yeah. you know, even if I'm not saying something, like I'm involved and I'm having opinions about people and things. And so that was really, really fun. That was so much fun. Um, let's see, Vukare, totally different performance. That was a Tennessee Williams play. Changed my life because I worked with two directors that were just so incredible. The detail in our rehearsal prep uh, sort of changed my acting forever. Um, it made me realize I needed to do so much more work in my character development. <laughs> they would ask me questions about, you know, like specifics of the character and the voice and why they talk a certain way and, you know, how the environment would affect, you know, their voice and the way they carry themselves and like. You know, that one takes place in New Orleans. Um, it was like just, you know, having 
heat and humidity on you at all times like how does that change you and your energy and um kind of frustrations and then for that one i played a crone which was hilarious which okay. basically i had to look that up which basically means like extremely old widow woman like extremely thin gaunt ugly like i was like oh cool 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 <laughs> guess that's what i'm putting out there to the world um, <laughs> I had this like crazy old age makeup and this like old timey because it took place in I think the 40s so I had like a bum roll I don't know if there's some theater nerds out there but um, in the old the olden days they put these like bum rolls around your hips to make it look like you had like a bigger waist and butt uh. now you just have a bazillion butt but back then they basically put like a pillow in your waist and then the dresses would go over yeah. Um, so I got to wear some like old kind of period costumes and um, my character in that um, actually got a scholarship to USC for that role, which was cool, okay. best, best performer. So um, I was very humbled by that honor. And um, what was interesting about that role is she was basically living out of the garbage dump, yeah. but she used to come from high society and she was hanging on so desperately to this identity that she once had you know a decade ago mm. and so much that she had just you know was living in this fantasy at all at all points of her day and that was like the only thing that was keeping her going was you know lying about what she ate and all these yeah. fancy people she met and meanwhile everyone around her knows and it's really sad but um i mean we can all relate to that like I my kind of entry point to that character was that I used to play soccer at a professional level and yeah. I you know stopped in college to give acting all that I had but I would still you know if people asked me I'd be like oh I'm a soccer player and through that play I realized you know I'm not really a soccer player I'm not playing anymore I can't really say that but that yeah. identity yeah. was something that I was like still holding on to desperately so that was kind of my entry point to this character um let's see what else oh uh an absolute turkey then after that that was uh, moliere so it was like a it's very like clowning based it's a farce which is so much fun i don't know if you've seen a farce but it's like all these farce. characters have really dramatic entrances and exits and it's very slapsticky and we actually had like a full 30 minute um stage fight that we did yeah. with all the characters on the stage so there was a lot of choreography that went into that and then, um, let's see, I can't remember, what was the last one you said? Kaleidoscope um, and something else? The last one is Absolute Turkey and Sack After Radio Play Tribute. Yeah, so um, something I also do is voiceovers. Um, I have a booth in my closet, which is has been really nice to work during the pandemic out of my house. Yeah. Um, so every year, Sag After puts on a radio play and um, you know, it's a bunch of actors standing on stage with microphones and you luckily with voiceover, you don't have to memorize, you can just read off the script. Um, so yeah, and it's just the voice. And so they take all these old radio shows, which are kind of, which have been a lost art, but are now kind of coming back in the form of podcasts. Um, and then we kind of recreate them and we would do, even do like the ads in between for like cigarettes and like, so it's very like 20s like the cigarette commercials would be like you know doctors say cigarettes are good for you which is yeah, it's yeah. so crazy listening to old cats <laughs> at those times but what was cool about that show is that 
Nope. I hear you now. Oh. I think I hear you now. We're having some technical difficulties. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Um, I do have... Oh, okay. Um, one second. Speaking of commercials, that let's pretend that that was our commercial break. Yeah, exactly. And we're back. There you okay. go. So, talking about the radio play, what's cool about radio plays, I think is super badass, is yeah. they have the uh, sound effects people on stage with you. And if you all can get a chance to watch sound people that do work with sound and sound effects, holy crap, they're so talented. Um, so there's all these sound effects in the play to help it come alive, like wa water, you know, or footsteps or, you know, et cetera. Yeah. And they would have different, you know, like random household tools that they'd like to take, like not to chew box, but they'd be like, you know, <laughs> to make the noise and it would sound exactly like whatever was being described. And so they're like moving the whole time to create these yeah. sound effects. It's so badass. I, I have such an appreciation for anyone that works in sound. They really do the heavy lifting. They make us look and, you know, it, if a film has bad sound you're yeah. you're done you're done so that was that was really cool to be a part of something like that that was brand new to me that's amazing and when we do your performances on films you were in white balance tell me about your character and about that film as well yeah white balance um that was a film gosh i think 2018 or something mm. um it was just me and another actor and um, actually, my boyfriend was directing, which was, oh. that was an interesting experience. I don't know if people have worked with their partners. Um, I mm. found it, he's not here right now. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. It, was, it was a challenge because, um, yeah, totally, totally. you know, when you're working with your partner, it's so hard to not take things personally mm. or, you know, look at them for approval. And it's like, you're reading into things. You're already, as an actor, in such a vulnerable place. and. Yeah that dynamic with the director is so important because it's you know based on trust and like you know yeah. you've got my back and you're going to tell me if this looks like shit or if i'm like really bad right now um so that was that was my first time working with my partner and that was a challenge it was hard wow. but we got through it and, <laughs> so cool. and then the other actor kind of it dealt with you know what happens when you the story i mean talk about meta art the story mm. was about actually working with your partner and kind of the breakdown of communication and yeah. exactly what I was experiencing like off the screen, which is, you know, life imitates art. What can I say? <laughs> so yeah, that was that one. That's it amazing. Pushed, it pushed me a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. I bet. But also I think at the end, it was a very interesting experience and also you get the chance to learn a lot, right? I think that from mm -hmm. every performance that you, that you get the chance to do, you learn something new from it, you know? Mm -hmm. I think uh, Jack Nicholson says, like, if I'm not scared by a performance, then I'm in trouble. And 
it's kind of reassuring to have that in, in the back of your head because yeah. you know acting can be really scary sometimes uh you know all eyes are on you and so many people are depending on you um but i love like reminding myself of that quote because it's like okay you know no it's okay this is good that i'm being scared that i'm pushing myself yeah. that you know just like let these emotions come through instead of trying to you know yeah. <laughs> i'm fine everything's fine yeah I, use I, it I, use I, it yeah um yeah a friend of mine told me once that like whenever you're having like like those emotions make sure that you are enjoying them you know that mm. you're that you are embracing them because you will not have them again you know what i mean mm. that it doesn't matter like if you if you repeat like the same thing over and over it's not going to be like the same feeling as that first time that you were like super nervous you know what i mean so basically to right uh, regardless of what are you feeling at the moment embrace it because it's basically what what makes you uh, human and, mm -hmm. and yeah and there's no wrong to emotions it's like it just is what it is and, and in fact like the more you try to fight it the more it's gonna like come out you know with blazing saddles oh yeah, um, oh, yeah. i had an acting teacher tell me once that um nervousness like the same feeling you have when you're nervous it's actually the same thing like chemically inside of your body is happening when you're excited so it's like you know if you're telling yourself you're nervous maybe you can just shift what you're saying and be like no this is actually exciting that's the emotion yeah. you know i had uh this other acting teacher said like you know i'm going on the roller coaster that feeling you have of anticipation when you're going on a roller coaster yeah. it's scary and it's exciting at the same time so maybe it's like just uh your mental talk just saying let's shift into calling it excitement can just be the shift that you need to kind of power through it or you know use it or have fun with it yeah totally totally huh interesting now you were also in devin miranda's devin miranda's still yeah stella's big uh, stella's big uh, um adventure tell me also about mm -hmm. the characters uh but also what are some of the things that you enjoyed about those films Yeah, so uh, Devin Miranda is still here, and um, uh, Sells Big Adventure, same, I had the same director on both of those projects, um, who is someone I love, who I admire, Yuthana Hughes. Um, we work together a bunch. We have kind of the same tonally sensibility, like dark comedy, dark humor is, is our jam. Yeah. And so he... He wrote Devin Miranda's Still Here and then co-directed, actually co-wrote and co-directed with um, his best friend and my friend at the time too, uh, Christopher Winterbauer, who's yeah. doing amazing things. His career's really taken off. Um, I love their sensibility. Anyway, that was so much fun. To date, it's one of my favorite projects that I was involved in because it was such a small crew and it was about um, Devin Miranda, who's my character. She is, uh, this was also like ahead of kind of the vlogging and, and YouTube stuff. So I feel like if we had kept this going as a series, we would have, you know, really hit something solid. Not that we didn't with the short, but anyway, I digress. Anyway, she's kind of filming herself from her car and she has this YouTube personality and she's trying to like, you know, it's very fake. She's like, Devin Rand is still here. And like I say every week, you know, today is going to be an amazing day. <laughs> And um, then, you know, she gets a phone call and it's like she's trying to like power through her vlogs. And as soon as, she, you know, she turns off the vlog, she's like this totally different person, this evil character. And she's like, you know, cussing like a sailor, like, fuck you, you piece of shit. And 
like trying so hard to show the world that she's like this great charitable person. But then when the cameras are off, she's a horrible person. And that was kind of like the through line of the character and yeah. the story, which everyone can relate to that. That's like social media in a nutshell, right? Mm. Um, <laughs> anyway, she um, is going back to her hometown because her boyfriend died in a car wreck. He was, comes out that he was drinking and driving and she yeah. kind of shows up um, uninvited and she's like trying to capitalize on his death. Like, look at how sad I am and I'm doing this nice thing. And everyone shuts her out and she finally reaches this boiling point and steals the ashes of her ex and runs out with them and tries to have her own like ceremony. You've seen the big Lebowski? Lebowski no. With Jeff Bridges. Well, if anyone's seen no. the big Lebowski, it's one of my favorite movies, but there's this epic scene that's like just iconic in my book where Jeff Bridges is like, you know, spreading the ashes of his friend and they're at the top of this mountain. And as soon as he like throws him out of the urn, the wind picks up and all the ashes fly back. Oh in, yeah, in the yeah, I did, spaces. yeah, I did watch it. Yeah, yeah, I did watch it. Oh that. my God. Yeah, I did watch it. You know, yeah. it's like despite our best efforts and like trying to make this a beautiful moment, it's like life goes to shit yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And yeah, that's yeah. iconic. Yeah. So Devin Miranda got to have kind of her moment like that. It's like despite her like best efforts to like make this a moment and film it and people, you know, feel sorry for her or whatever. Yeah. She still fails at the end. Anyway, it's it's dark. I, I find it funny. A lot of people watch it and they're like, This is so sad, like this is so fucked up. But um I don't know, I have a dark sense of humor, so That's good. D double tap if you have a dark sense of humor. Comedy yeah. comes from pain. Anyone? Anyone? No? No, I do. I, I do agree <laughs> on that one. I do agree on that one. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah I like that. Huh. Um, oh, and then the, the other one that you said, um, Stella's Big Adventure, that's wow. basically two people. Um, I guess the idea with that character is, is very similar to Devon Miranda. It's yeah. all about her. And although she's pretending like she's making all of her interactions about the other person and getting to know people, it really is just about her the whole time. Um, and I think so many people can relate to that because it's like we meet people or we have friends that it's like no matter what conversation we're having, they seem to always bring it back to them and it's about them and me, me, me. And um, so that that was fun playing a character that's just like totally oblivious to her own bullshit and then you know, by the end, she kind of gets her comeuppance. The other character, played by my extremely talented friend, Amber Bollinger. Yeah. Check her out. She gets to kind of say, fuck you, by the end. And I'm left like, what the fuck just happened? Let's just say she doesn't change. Mm. Um, <laughs> That's yeah. so cool. That's so cool. By the way, if you hear those background noises, those are my dogs. I mean, I, I live with three dogs, so it's impossible. Oh, nice. What dogs? What kind of dogs? Uh, a husky. One is a oh. husky. The other one, it's a collie. And the last one, uh, it's a pit bull. But that one, it's a puppy. It's like five or something. Oh. Which one's your favorite? I can't be honest. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All of them. Yeah. All of them. Oh, that's good. I mean, everybody has like their own thing. You know what I mean? The husky is like super dramatic. You know what I mean? That, that dog deserves an Oscar because uh, <laughs> when I take him to the vet, he makes this huge drama. And if I'm and if I'm gonna cut the nails, if they have to like cut the nails, super drama. If they, Thank if they have, God. Like, yeah, yeah. He cries and he put like, like he will fall, like he like he, he will be on the ground, but with the wow. legs like trying to like cover his face. And you're oh like, my God. 
gonna like, cover get this husky an Oscar already. Jesus. Yeah, please do, please do, please do. I and love huskies. I will, <laughs> and whenever I, I need to watch him, that is like a that is like an episode of I don't know of WrestleMania or something like that, because we ended up uh, like totally wrestling because he just he he loves it, but he wants to get dirty. So if I do it in the garden, I will have to like grab him. And like put the water and like with the and then like with the shampoo and everything and he will manage like to get away and and go to the dirt start to roll over. Oh it's, my god! It's it's just crazy. He's fucking with. He's like, guys, watch this. I'm gonna yeah. fuck with dad. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. you need then, to film one of these episodes and post it so everyone can see. Then the second one, which is a colleague. I mean, he looks. I mean, he's adopted. Um, but Did he have a rough one, life? The, yeah, but that one, trust me, he is. Like everybody loved that dog because whenever oh. you take him to the vet, if you wanna, yeah, like cut the nails, he he will just like yeah, do it. He's like no just problem. Over with. I'm yeah, chilling. Yeah. Whenever you need to like take him a bath, the same thing. He just stays sit without moving, doing anything. He just stays wow. sit and chill. And uh, well, the and the and, and the last one, the pit bull. I mean, he's he's still a puppy, right? So he's in this phase in which he wants to destroy everything barking at everything oh, yeah. everything like i have like take like the other day i was i was cooking and then i i could hear he was chewing something and then when i turned around he was chewing um a bag and i was you gotta be kidding me so i need to take it out or just does he stop and look guilty or is he just like he still stops or does he like he's like the other dog did it oh no 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 when i say his name he would just look at me like super low for example he, if he's like chewing something and then I say his name he will just like start to look you know like super slowly like are you talking to me oh my and, God. Uh, and whenever I point at him or, or or I'm like stop then he will drop it and go and go like go running away and we'll try to be like uh, and he will put me like behind of the husky try to protect himself to be like I didn't do it I didn't do it so yeah that is adorable dogs dogs make the world go around but seeing oh. their reactions like I, there's so I can go spend like an hour on Instagram or TikTok watching just the dog yeah. reaction videos they're so hilarious like I love when they're guilty and you just see the whites of their eyes and they're like maybe if I don't move they will think that I didn't do it mine will like slowly walk away mm. she's like I'm blending into the wall see I'm not even here yeah 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 like the other day he actually um, so I was doing something and then I left the door of the bathroom open. Big mistake. Yeah, so, why'd you do that? Huh? Why'd you do that? He was like, you basically wanted me to come in there. Come on, Dad. So then I just so, so then I just walk out of the room and then I see this paper trail of the toilet paper. I see him like, uh -oh. like going from the bathroom, going all the way through the hallway, through this like through the stairs, through the kitchen. Oh my god. Through there he was, he was just destroying it. With the yeah. toilet paper. He, yeah, he left you like a little Hansel and Gretel of toilet paper to the kitchen. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. That is every, so... so and, I've said it, and I've said it every single time. If you know someone, that whenever that, that someone is in front of a dog and don't start to make like all, all, all these noises like, who's a good boy or stuff like that. They're a psychopath. Yeah, they're yeah, a psychopath. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. yeah. Nobody, I mean, it's impossible <laughs> not to act like that whenever you whatever you yeah you i don't i don't even talk to the human i'm just like it's it's not about like what's your name to the dog oh sorry human <laughs> nice to meet you yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i love how people give human names to their dogs too like our dog's name is chloe um i've, I've met like franks and sebastian I, I don't know for some reason that's so funny to me 
I used to always have dog names that were like, we had um, Nova, let's see, like Yoda was one of them. But the human, the very like reasonable human names crack me up. What are the, what are the, uh, what are the names of of your dogs? Well, growing up I had, um, actually we had four Huskies growing up. Because we had this big backyard in, you know, Oklahoma, there's, you know, everyone has yards there, which is such a gift. Living in LA, I'm like, ah, to have a yard, what a privilege. Um, So we had four Huskies, um, Nova, Yogi Bear, um, let's see, Mariah, which is what my mom wanted to name me. And my dad was like, we can't name her after the dog. Um, We had, let's see, Riley, um, Yoda. Yeah, and now I have Chloe, who's a, who's a Maltese, and she's so smart. I, I'm like blown away by how intelligent she is. I'm like, yeah. I wish I could, you know, communicate in the English language with her. Yeah, anyway. actually, yeah, dogs are super smart. There are like some of them that they are like way too smart, like super smart. You're like, what? Yeah, yeah I saw one. This lady, I'm um, actually trained her dog how to speak using like I don't know if she, I don't know where you would buy this. So she must have created it, but it was almost like. You know the uh, the movie Big with Tom Hanks where he like yeah. dances on the yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, piano? Oh yeah, I saw that video. <laughs> yeah, she created you, something you, like that. Yeah. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, she like put words, um, you know, on the kind of piano thing. Mm-hmm. And she would talk to her dog and be like, do you want to go outside? And he would walk over and press on a button and it would be like, yes. And then she would say like, do you want to go on a walk? And he would say, no, I just want to like be in the backyard. Like he would communicate exactly what he wanted. It was, it was like I cried, I cried, I cried, at, I cried yeah. at all of those videos. Yeah, those are amazing videos, actually. Yeah, I do, I do get it. And yeah, dogs are the best. I do believe that dogs get the, always get the best out of us. They do. Yeah. You know? And 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 it is, and like whenever like a whenever like a dog passed away, like back when I was uh, so. I had this dog back when I was seven years old mm-hmm. and 20 years later he died and 20 years holy yeah, he lasted shit 20 years 20 what did years. you feed that dog wow just regular food and and and, and every you know whenever we'll have like a like a family dinner or something we'll like rub something for him you know I mean he was a cool dog um it is so interesting because like so we in so in, with my with my friends in this group of friends like those who have dogs understand what, when I tell when I told them like hey actually when that dog died felt like a part of me was was gone with a dog and they're like yeah I totally get it and those who, and those who never had a like a like a pet in their life they were like I don't know what you're talking about I mean that's an animal I'm like yeah but you don't get it I mean once you have like once you have like this pet who has been with you like this whole life whenever that whenever that pet goes away it feels like yeah, it feels like a like a like a like a yeah. family. You know what I mean? Oh, one hundred percent. I so someone I can't remember who said this, but it was like dogs. Um, well, and pets in general. What's so beautiful about the relationship is that you can be you have companionship while also being alone. So think about that. You have companionship while also being alone. Yeah. Um, so they really are like a part of you, you know, following you around like your shadow. And, you know, dogs are so beautiful because they forget. I mean, we all have a lot of lessons to live from dogs, totally. to learn from dogs. They forgive totally. so quickly and they're just like so happy and to be in your presence. And they are my friend Marissa. She's such a dog lover. She cries at the sight of a dog. She's like, dogs are pure being 
their their pure essence like they're just totally present in the moment yeah. with everyone they're with and like with their toys and you know we have so many lessons to learn from that if we could all just be like forgiving and present and loving like dogs man the world would be a better place hot take everyone if everyone was a dog the world would be <laughs> i don't know what i'm saying anymore yeah yeah but, but everybody yeah. talks to dogs right now exactly yeah, if you're watching this later on YouTube or on Spotify and you don't have a dog, go get a dog. You want to change your life? Get a dog. Get a dog. You will definitely, yeah. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, but it is, it is so interesting. And, uh, and, and yeah, they're amazing. They're amazing. And it's impossible, like, to get mad at them whenever they do, like, something fool. Like, be, like, um, like, for example, the pit bull he destroyed my wallet, you know? But what ended yes. up happening is that that wallet, my ex gave it to me. So when that people was destroying, I was like, oh. I guess I'm, I guess I'm closing circles, so. So your dog was basically like, get over her or yeah. him, say, time to move on. I'm gonna Good do it wallet. for you. That's a real like, wingman right there. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, it's fine, or, or the husky, for example. I don't know what is wrong with this guy, but every single time when I get when I get uh, clean clothes, you know, from the mm -hmm. washer and everything, whenever he sees them, he will like jump to them and start to like roll over, you know, like you know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, like like basically impregnate like his smell to be like you're my human, you know, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, I do that with all my boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> You will smell me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't. I don't, everyone. But yeah, I think also, yeah, pets are the best. Definitely. If you haven't get a pet, uh, a dog right now, do get it because they're like super awesome and they will get like all these funny memories or funny pictures or yeah, they're just, yeah, they're, they're the best. I mean, those who treat dogs like, those who put like dogs on fight or stuff like that. I mean, the, uh, yeah. It's horrible. How about this? How about we all treat each other with the love and kindness that we treat our dog? Ooh. That's, all? That's deep. Yeah. yeah. That's deep. I like it. Let's make it trendy though. <laughs> okay, cool. That's Hashtag it. treat your treat yourself as you treat your dog. Treat your friends like you would a, a dog. There you go. You got, <laughs> and you got the exclusive here again. We're just killing exactly. Exactly. With a lot of exclusive here. Wow. Oh my gosh, we yeah. have a bunch of people with us right now. Hi, everyone. Yeah. Happy afternoon, yeah. wherever you're at. Now, you mentioned that you play soccer. I wonder, which mm. position? Oh my gosh. What position did I not play? Okay, I was a baller. <laughs> um, oh, man, my glory days. So, I let's played on the... Let's open the... <laughs> let's open the... Let's open the... I should, I should yeah. just like have my medals displayed behind me to like really intimidate you know no um so so yeah i played um i played with a competitive team for the same team for like over 10 years which is amazing we knew each other like the back of our hands like we would look at each other and not even have to communicate and know what the other person was doing it was so cool it was like the matrix um but yeah so for that team i played um right defense and outside mid I had a player alley and we would swap positions like we were both really fast so if I would go run forward she would stay back 
and vice versa. And then for my high school team, Booker T. Washington, anyone from BT Dub out there watching today? Give a little tap tap, anyone? Um, I played uh, striker, so forward oh. and sometimes center mid. Yeah. Respect. I'm so competitive. I swear that's like soccer has really laid down the foundation for me to become an actor because um, I'm so competitive and oh. You know that like discipline of showing up to practice every day and yeah, yeah. training and practicing you know how you play is how you practice how you practice yeah. is how you play yeah. i i've like adopted all of those um kind of skills that skill set into my acting yeah. um and i feel like that's kept me going and you know patience and discipline and staying determined and keeping your chin up and you know, if you lose one, you shitty on an audition, get back on the horse, you got another, you know, fight harder the next time, prepare harder the next time. Yeah. How oh, cool. And do you still watch it? Or do you have like a favorite team? You know what? I don't really watch it. There's so much to watch these days. And it's funny because people, I feel like maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Do you watch soccer? Yeah, I do. You do? Okay. So, at least in the States, it's like people don't really watch soccer. They're like, it's so boring. You know, it's all about the NFL and basketball, which I get because, you know, those are so yeah. much faster moving from the camera. Sure. But, um, you know, I'll always watch the World Cups and um, I stopped following teams, but I did. This was kind of a full circle moment for me when the women's um, team, you know, were. Uh, competing in the World Cup. They did really, really well. <laughs> I don't know if anyone watched. Um, the women's soccer team is really freaking good, everyone. It's not just all about the male team. Um, but anyway, they had a commercial for um, Hulu Plus, Hulu Live. For those who don't know, Hulu has like a, a live TV um, option where you can watch sports live. So they were kind of launching that during the time of the World Cup. And I got to be in a commercial with the women's team, which was crazy. So I got to play defense against, you know, Megan Rapini and like pretend like she was faster than me. No, yeah. I mean, they were so good, but yeah. um, what a full circle moment for me. I was like, I thought, you know, I would never play soccer or, you know, it kind of like let my soccer career go. And it was just like, you know, a place in my memories. And then yeah. I got to actually be in a commercial playing with, so you know, cool, these women. Yeah, it was. And, oh, and, and Mia Hamm in that commercial was the pretend coach of the team, which blew my mind. I had such a fan moment because growing up, you know, Mia Hamm was my idol as a soccer player. She was so yeah. good, you know, outside midfielder, which is the position I played. And then getting to watch her um, in that iconic game when Brandi Chestain like rips her shirt off and shows her sports bra this i'm like aging myself right now but um uh, go back no, and google that because it was an iconic yeah, yeah, moment yeah, yeah. in women's sports and um yeah so that was like I, I freaked out when that happened and i reached out to my old soccer coach victor moreland who's this like scottish guy he'd be like oh, God, yeah that's and do you still play you know or kick a ball here and there you know whatever you um you know, I don't. I still have my full uniform. I still have my cleats, my shin guards, my soccer ball. And I only, I'll be honest, 
I only really play when I have an audition for a soccer commercial. And then I'll go out and I'll like run around and start juggling again. And I'm like, hey, I still got it, kinda. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's kind of. Right. Maybe someday, maybe maybe after COVID, I'll start a club yeah, yeah, if anyone wants yeah, to join in yeah, the LA area. You know what? Maybe one day we should we should make like a like a like a soccer special. I'll be the goalkeeper, and you take the shots. Okay. Okay. Start training. <laughs> Fair enough. I will. I will actually. I haven't played for a very long, long, like long, long time. Like, were you goalie? Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. So what ended up happening with me? It was super fun because they put me as a striker. Didn't work. Hmm. Put me in the midfield. Kind of work. Put me in the defense. Did work. But then, but then in my high school they needed like the goalkeeper because the old keeper, you know, graduated. So, so there was oh, like. Okay. And like no one wants to play if you're playing soccer, no, you're like probably not gonna be wanting to play. Yeah, nobody goalie. wanted to yeah. nobody wanted to be the goalkeeper, <laughs> nobody. So I was like, I want to. Why? I don't know. You're crazy. Maybe I am. So I did. So I started with that and I love it. I love it ever since because yeah, I, I it's so amazing because you because first you get the chance be like sometimes like the striker or somebody will will have like this gifted shot, you know, and it, mm -hmm. and it looks like that it's going to be this amazing goal. And you basically are like, not today, and poof. Not today, motherfucker. And you get to like Superman hit Yeah, the ball and out. then oh. you get the glory for doing that. It's so nothing I love better. doing that. And, uh, but of course, I mean, uh, it's obvious that you also get, you're like, no matter what happens, if uh, if there's a goal in, you get the fault. Doesn't matter what happened. Oh, it's yeah. always gonna be like the, like the fault of the goalkeeper. So um, I got used to that. And it was really cool. I love it. So, but like three years or so, I moved to this. Um, I used to play like every week. Mm. Like every. Oh, okay. Yeah, Wednesday, Fridays. No, Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. I used to play like with my high school friends. You know? Oh, nice. So we, were, so we will. So we will went to like our like our old high school and like uh, the the principal let us play. So we were like playing. The, oh, that's cool. Yeah, like the teachers against like the like oh. the ex students. So that was really cool. And, um, Damn! Nice. Yeah. The teachers can like get back at you for like all the frustration they had yeah, in and I school. Get back also with the teachers that that they were like mean to me, I was like, "This is the moment." So uh, <laughs> it was like a back and forth, but I mean that was part of the deal, you know. Um, but then I moved to this new city, and mm -hmm. since I don't know nobody, and oh, and also here in this city they don't pay much attention to football. I mean there is like a like. Where a, are you? Uh, Where are you located? Uh, I'm I'm located in Querétaro, in Mexico. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, so, so there's not much he, soccer there. I mean, there, there's a stadium, and yeah, they have like the football team, which is not that good. But anyway, Ooh, um, shots fired. <laughs> yeah, no, no, like, really, they're not really good. But anyway, uh, but I don't know. I mean, not 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 like a lot of people, you know, play it, and and even like uh, like in 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 my previous yeah, like in my previous works, uh, nobody played. Everybody hmm. either play basketball, baseball, or nothing at all, hmm. or so yeah. And 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 I used to like uh, whenever I got the chance, I went to the weekends to my hometown, play with my friends, and they go back and hmm. they go back uh, on Monday. But then COVID hit, and a lot of uh, yeah. Then COVID, it's like yeah. Hey, so you have I'm plans happy. not happening. Yeah, but I do have everything. Like my whole uh, my. Gloves, everything is there, but uh, I still haven't got the chance to use them. So maybe one day we can have like this this, yeah. this video special. Ooh. Yeah, let's let's do it. Watch yeah. out. 
striker I against said, goalie. Yeah, I tell we'll you see what. See how fast every, you are. <laughs> for every for every goal, for every shot that I that I save. Oh shit! Okay, yeah. Put something on it. I get a hundred dollars. No, you will. Anyone? Uh, anyone in the chat want to say what yeah, the prize in the chat might be? Or, 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 or anyone later? Hi, Brandon. Uh, on YouTube or on Spotify, comment. Leave a comment there because we need to have like a bet going on. Here. Make it good. Make it good. Yeah. Like I don't know. Like for every. I don't know. I don't know. We'll come back to, to it. it. We'll come back. Yeah. I'll think about it too. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get come up with something really good. Yeah, something cool actually. Hmm. Yeah. Now, moving to your TV performances. So you were in yes. the morning show, Lunch Forty Nine, and The Gifted. Tell me about yes. the show. TV time. Okay, so. Totally. The Gifted, that was um, my first like major yeah. network um, co-star role. So I was so excited when I got that call. Um, it's funny, a little tip to the actors out there. I remember in that audition, I did a ton of research for it. I'm like a research nerd. Even if it's like a two lines, I, yeah. I'll like find out like, you know, the, um, the occupation of my character and I'll like go down a rabbit hole of like learning more about these occupations. Um, so anyway, for that show, my audition was for a human, the Human Mutant Alliance president. Her name was Cheryl Trainer. She's a badass. Um, so she was, I don't know how familiar everyone was with the show, but there's, you know, there's mutants among the humans there and they're kind of being um, outcasts and um, the government's controlling them and trying to kill them off because they're a threat. Um, anyway, so I'm a human in this role, but I'm advocating for the mutants. So Human oh, okay. Mutants Alliance, okay. yes, yeah, so I'm a protester. Okay. And um, I get to have an interview with a news reporter that comes on the scene of our protest. I'm like, you know, kind of bashing the yeah. big corporation that's trying to you know, um, suppress the mutants and I get to have this like super badass activist moment and like point at the camera and be like, this is fucked up. This is fascism. It was so much fun. Um, I got to work with a director, his name's Digby and he was just so welcoming and inviting to me and just put me at ease immediately. And, um, yeah, like I was saying, sorry, I, I was going to say that tip to the actors for that audition. Yeah. I remember I did all this research. I was looking into like Holocaust stuff. I was just looking at different protests and people that spoke out and trying to get that, you know, connect with that um, fight inside of me and the people that I was, you know, fighting for. Yeah. And then when I got to the audition, I just stayed focused. I don't like to talk to people in the waiting room. There's always like a few people that are like, hey, how's the weather? How's traffic? Yeah. And to me, that's a distraction. So everyone was kind of, you know, goofing off in the waiting room and talking and I was like the theater nerd that was like I'm gonna be in the corner and stay focused and serious um, everyone has their own technique but for me I'm like no distractions people so anyway I stayed focused went in the room and um, nailed it came in with the intensity I was like I'm just gonna stay in character from start to finish and I feel like anytime I do that it kind of pays off for me so my interactions with the casting director did the scene at the end, you know, kept that energy going. And then I got the call pretty quickly after from my agent. And then, you know, that week, I think we shot and it was so much fun. And uh, I felt like, okay, I have my first major network credit under my belt. 
let's go you know that first one's the hardest to get and then after that you know it gets a little easier as you continue on not that it's easy because it's not but um so that was that one and then let's see after that oh lodge 49 lodge 49 uh love that show um i know there's some people that are diehard fans of it but it kind of has this uh really interesting tone dark comedy magical realism there's kind of this yeah. like freemason element to it it's so good i recommend it's you know there are no more seasons of it but if you have the chance to check it out it's a great show with a lot of just just fun characters in it it's all you know like a very character driven story and ensemble okay, okay. so yeah on that show um I, Deborah Zane and Dylan Jury, my two casting gods um, who I adore, they cast me on that show and I got to play this kind of bad girl. She's a flight stewardess who, you know, would sneak all the little Jim Beam bottles from the airplane, drink them, you know, in the back and get a little drunk and then uh, play these like kind of uh, backstage at the airports, like in the bowels of the airports poker games with some of these like old timers you know stewardesses have who have been working there for centuries and were, like weathered and you know smoking cigarettes and like oh what's up honey so anyway <laughs> i got to be in that show play this weird game i can't remember what it's called right now i don't know if craig he was one of my co-stars is on this chat but um the creator of the show the showrunner he played this game as a kid and like no one knows about it i tried to look it up ahead of time couldn't find anything about it and i was supposed to be the dealer in the scene so i was like what is the game we're playing is it poker what is it you know how am i going to be using these cards um got to set they he taught us the game really quickly and then we went in right to shooting um so much fun yeah i love that it was just like a raunchy moment and yeah i think That's i'm right. rambling now but yeah, That's two amazing. two really fun ones, and then um, after that, my most recent booking was the morning show, mm -hmm. which was just I'm so grateful to have that part. Um, shot that in 2020 in the middle of the pandemic, which was yeah. a trip, and also just such a like gift in the middle of a really shitty, crazy year. Um, mm -hmm. Getting a booking. Um, my scene is with Will Arnett and uh, Jennifer Aniston, so I was like. Phew, my God. Uh, holy shit like this is happening this is happening I had to really tell myself you know although my part in that is smaller like you know you start having all these voices come in there's a lot of pressure that can yeah. kind of seep in and I'm like I've never worked with a celebrity or two celebrities of this caliber yet so what Haley is going to show up to set you know am I going to get super nervous am I going to like forget my lines you know all those self-doubt you know little demons yeah. started to come in and so to combat that i think like most actors know to combat that self-doubt preparation is the cure because if you have so much preparation under your belt like all the other stuff kind of falls away because you're like i'm prepared i know what i'm doing i've done so much work on this i'm good i i know this character i know who i am i know what i'm doing here I know the story we're telling, I'm good. So I like did all my journals of like her, you know, childhood, like totally yeah. unnecessary for this part. But I was like, 
I'm with Jennifer Aniston. I gotta be like Meryl Streep over here, level. Preach on that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's crazy about that part is that um, I'm glad I did all that work because the way I auditioned for this um, this role, it was supposed to be this like really dramatic moment. Like it said, you know, tears in her eyes. She's like kind of fighting through saying this because it was like a very personal, intimate, vulnerable moment for my character to see Jennifer Aniston and to say what I had to say to her. So in my audition, I actually was like tearing up and it was like super dramatic and kind of a slower moment and, and more of an intimate moment with just myself and Jennifer Aniston. Well, flash forward, I get to set after so much testing because of, you know, being in the middle of 2020, COVID. Totally. I was like, this is my first time being around so many people. So that was its own can of worms. Anyway, I get to set and the layout of, you know, what was written as, you know, the scene description looked totally different. So I was like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm in a different place than I was supposed to be, yeah. you know, so I'm like, okay, I'm behind a desk now. Cool, cool. Um, and then the dynamic changed in the scene. It was no longer a dramatic moment. It was like, the director wanted me to be like kind of like fangirling and like clap it. I didn't know I was gonna clap. I'm like clapping, I'm like jumping. She wanted me to do all that. So it's so it's so interesting to see how something can change. And also the importance of like being able to adapt in the moment and not let that phase you. I'm so glad I did all those journals and like said these lines a thousand times because had I not, that might have, you know, thrown me. It's like, hey, you're doing something totally different. Um, but we're going right now and you have to, you know, make sure Jennifer hits this mark and you have to like catch her, you know, there was a lot of moving parts. So that's the thrilling part of acting and also can be the stressful part if you're not prepared. Some people like to like, you know, fly by the seat of their pants and like, just that's exciting to them. For me, I'm like, mm -mm. I like to like prepare as much as I can and then I can be free, not the other way around. So. Yeah. But yeah, that was great. I love the morning show. That's it was big. cool to be a part of a show that's, um, you know, Jennifer and Reese are the executive producers. It's like a mainly female behind the camera and in front of the camera, not in front of the camera, but cast and crew. Yeah. And that was super, super exciting. The director was a female director who I haven't had the chance to work with a ton of female directors just because you know, it's no secret they don't get as many opportunities, but that was just such a treat. And um, yeah, so cool. yeah, that's so cool. That's so amazing. Preaching that, that is, that's amazing. Yeah, I had that like is... a super awkward. This will be like, I'll let you guys in on a little secret. Um, because some people ask me like, what's Jennifer like? She was amazing and you know our momo's so quick she's she meets a thousand people you know millions of people today but yeah meeting her for the first time we had our shields on and uh she kind of went around and like hugged everyone because they hadn't seen each other since the first season and then yeah. she gets to me i'm like at the end of this little shoe you know um little horseshoe and i'm yeah. like is she gonna hug me do i hug her is that like so inappropriate yes that's inappropriate i've never met her it's covid you know so i'm like do i shake her what do i do and uh. so um i like put out my elbow because like i'll shake her elbow and she had like she looked at me like what are you doing because i was like putting my elbow in her face so i took my elbow out and i like put my foot out 
because I was like, you know, in China, people kick their feet to say hello. Um, so I like kicked her foot and then she like laughed and was like, <laughs> and we got swept away after that. And I was like, that couldn't have been more awkward, but that's on brand for, for me, for this girl being kind of awkward. So No, but I mean, I don't blame you, you know, that, that happened to me every single time, but whenever you get yeah like how you like there's no proper way to say hi to someone if that person is new and you see that person say hi to everybody like in a very you know friendly fratful way but you're the new one so you don't know what exactly yeah what to do. like and you get and you start like to think so many options here and there and then when you realize you took like the worst option ever you're like mm, there you go you're like that was weird well especially with covid because it's like everyone has different comfort yeah, exactly. levels and you want to keep exactly. people safe and it's like yeah, you're on yeah, set and mm -hmm. especially on set now it's like you know as the actor you're not wearing your mask and so you want to be respectful of other people that are that you're working with and it's like you want to be friendly with people but you also don't want to be like hi i'm breathing on you exactly um, yeah that's the thing that's the thing that i ended up that I ended up this like discovering like on, because as, as you mentioned for some people it is all it is okay you know like to handshake or hug mm -hmm. or to pull the elbow so what what I ended up doing is that I'm just gonna like whatever that person do I'm gonna do it too rather uh, so I will so you just wait for them to do something yeah yeah but but what ended up happening of course that is that I never thought that I would meet someone who would do the exact thing like, yeah so you just like thing. stare at each other you just yeah. like hey <laughs> Yeah, maybe we just start like doing this, like. Yeah, uh, like super awkward. I was like super awkward, yeah. but I mean, I'm already got, got used to that, so I'm like, yeah, that's fine. So. Better to be awkward than just boring, you know. Everyone's right? awkward. Everyone's right, awkward. Exactly. Embrace I think the that, weird. That's like the essence of it, you know. I mean, if you're not awkward here and there, then what's the point of it? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. <laughs> now, Haley, tell me. Yeah. If you could describe your career on a movie. TV show or even a play, why not? What would be the title of it? Oh, snap. Mm. Put on the spot here. Um, well, it would definitely be an anthology series. I love TV. I love anthology series. And I love how, like, you know, the actor mix and characters, you know, season to season. And yeah. I have, like, so many costumes, you guys. I have, like, a separate costume rack in my storage unit. Um, with like literally just costumes from like all different periods and characters and I got a lot of wigs too. So an anthology series would be good for me because I can utilize my different wigs and I love doing characters and voices and like, you know, yeah. playing with accents and stuff. So, um, oh God, what would the movie title be? Shit. Um, I was gonna say like the girl who had I'm going blank. The girl who had uh, many wigs. The girl who didn't stop. That's my like the girl really shitty stop. Game of Thrones play on. Yeah. Okay, let's move to the next question. Everyone forget whatever just <laughs> happened. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Fair enough. Um, oh, I have, what can we what can we expect from Haley in, in the future? The girl who laughed very loudly. Um, the girl who. Uh, was super awkward and loud and told rambling long stories in That's good. there we go okay um what do you it. expect what to expect from me in the future um yeah. so i think there's a lot of power in claiming things and saying them out loud so these things haven't happened but i'm gonna say them out loud 
and we can put them out there and you know manifest in power of thought and power of claiming so i'm going to be in the next hunger games movie i've been listening to all the books on tape which great narrator if you get a chance to listen i don't know her name right now but she's incredible um i'm going to be in the next hunger games movie i want to play like the leader of a rebellion or survivor you know i love those underdog stories okay fighter is and i i'm a big like kind of nature freak so something that has like a survivalist element into in it um like living off the land and like picking yeah. certain like you know flowers and berries to survive i want to be okay. in that type of film <laughs> so hunger okay. games next hunger games i want to work with I'm going to work with um, Wes Anderson. These are my favorite directors. Wes Anderson, mm-hmm. the Sofie brothers. Um, I want to work with Michaela Cohen, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. And let's see, who else? Um, oh, and then uh, I want to be, my favorite show on TV right now, dark comedy, Search Party. So mm-hmm. I'm dying to be on that show. I'm dying to be in the next season. I'm putting it out there and that's what I'm working towards. So those are like my goals. So um what's actually happening? Well, I've written a script uh with my partner actually that we're going to be filming at the end of this year and oh, next year, that? beginning of next year. Um it addresses a topic that's really near and dear to my heart, which is women's women's reproductive rights and body autonomy. So, mm. um yeah, abortion. <laughs> um everyone's favorite topic to talk about but um right. it's really important to me to um create stories and produce and write in addition to acting yeah. i think it's so important as creators that we like tell our own stories and also create our own content instead of you know waiting for someone to do that for us yeah. so um so yeah that's part of you know this is that i'm telling a story that's very personal to me and also has a social um cause that I'm interested in shining light on. And that's um I'm starting my own production company this next year too. Yeah. So I I want to um continue writing and telling stories um specifically from the point of view of women, female leads mm-hmm. um and you know not specific to a certain genre, but um that's a passion of mine and then I have a web series that I make um called On Deck It's kind of like an actor's journey. It's a dark comedy, and I just have a lot of fun doing that and bringing together different actors that I love, that I want to work with, different directors, you know, filmmakers. It's so fun to create your own projects for that reason because it's like yeah. I know so many talented actors that are grinding and auditioning all the time, and I'm like, you're so freaking good, like. Let's just make our own something so that we can showcase you and work together and have fun, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Haley, what can I say? You're a badass. Oh my god. There Thank you. Go. Thanks. Thanks, man. Hey, you're a badass. Take no, one to no you. one. I appreciate that. No, but seriously, I mean, what you do it is really cool. The, the fact that you have done like so many cool things here and there that you're getting involved into a lot more stuff that that I mean we all know that you're going to be in the next I don't know Hunger Games or even like in this huge franchises I'm super sure we're, we're going to see you at some point there because you rock and that is something and, and and that's cool but also what you do inspires you know and I and I do believe that actors in general do inspire people and also you guys show us that dreams come true but you need to put like a hell of work and you will be rejected a million times yeah. but no matter like no matter what you always manage to give us your best performance and that is something super cool so because of that 
you're super badass. Um, oh my gosh, thank you. That's very kind. I appreciate and that. <laughs> and also keep rocking, keep doing what you do, keep being this amazing person that that inspires <laughs> and shines everything because you are you are truly a rockstar here. Um, also, I want to thank those who are watching. If you're watching, if you're watching <laughs> later on YouTube or watching later on the podcast. Make sure that you follow me. Hey, you know what? What I would say for you to put pause and leave a like and subscribe to the YouTube. I mean, it's super easy and it helps me a lot. And then hydrate, super important. Hydrate a lot. Yeah, water. And then, yeah, and then go follow Haley. Leave a million likes. Spread the word that we have this amazing, talented super actress. Super. And then spread it. Spread it. Make it viral. Send it to different, like to different companies here and there. Why not tuning to Marvel? or disney in general or i don't know just spread oh my gosh. it and then come back and again Haley, thank you so much keep having an amazing rest of the day an amazing upcoming weekend <laughs> uh, and nothing but amazing stuff because you are amazing here oh so. my gosh thank you i'm gonna bow to you thank you so much this is a great conversation thanks for reaching out i love what you're doing too everyone make sure you like and subscribe his channel this was my first live i hope it was whatever these are supposed to be but this was fun <laughs> thank Isn't you it? thank you so much appreciate it all right have a good one okay bye, bye.